Hi, we're Daisy and Patrick from Outrageous, and this is Light the Fuse, the podcast where activism and marketing meet to change the world. The chances of anything coming from Mars are a million to one. But still they come. And as the prog rock uh, sort of anthem, um, a million to one from the uh, hit uh, sort of prog rock anthem uh, or album War of the Worlds Worlds fades away. Welcome to yet another exciting episode of Light the Fuse with me and my esteemed collaborator and comrade, Daisy Dober. Daisy, how are you? I'm good. Are you excited to be back because you weren't on the last episode? I'm very Quite excited to be back. The king is back, <laughs> motherfucker. The king is back. Yeah. Um, I mean, as, as I once heard Conor McGregor saying, and obviously mixed martial arts has lots of issues, but let's just agree that uh, that as a Instagram trend uh, is a great uh, sort of thing to put a video of me dancing like a sort of robot alongside. As we speak, yeah. Daisy, in fact, you and I have both got interesting work going on outside our respective locations mm-hmm. me in a secret nuclear bunker on the outskirts of uh Essex, <laughs> and you in a uh, sort of high-rise ap- apartment block uh on the outskirts of uh, sort of uh, downtown singapore it yeah. sounds a bit like basically somebody is shooing a horse maybe or sort of like a yeah like a lot of knocking is that is that a fair summary it, it would def- definitely be a, a fair summary um Shoeing a horse or building a through lounge or brought an elephant up one of the <laughs> oh, I love that. one of the three for the past two weeks. I love yeah. that. Well, our, our neighbor is basically doing a great job. He's actually a lovely, lovely chap. He's currently actually re-rendering the whole surface of his house. And that is fucking hard. And I've got to say, for mm. me, DIY stands for something simple. It stands for don't involve yourself. So <laughs> That is basically my top thing. I would always get Anthony, who's a professional, <laughs> to do this. So, Anthony, mm. big hat tip to you, because, you know, I could never fucking do that. I'm a useless, soft-handed, middle-class, public school <laughs> idiot who could basically only destroy a house rather than actually build one. So I'm very, uh, very jealous of your talents and uh, skills. So what are we chatting about today, Daisy? Well, we are chatting about the amazing world of content and content planning um which sounds very exciting <laughs> we've actually sort of nicknamed this uh, th- this episode in a clickbaity way the summer of con- discontent planning see what we've done there summer of content 1978 yeah. 1979 industrial sort of uh disputes the trade unions james callahan yeah daisy and i knew fuck all about this as well but then basically <laughs> thanks to the miracle that is uh, that is uh, Wikipedia. We managed to dredge some facts out, so we wouldn't look yeah. like total yeah. uh, tools. So we, it seems like we now have a tiny bit of knowledge about what we're actually talking about. A very dangerous well, time, I think you'll agree, Daisy. Yeah, but we actually know what we're talking a lot about about content because um, we've been planning it a lot recently. We have experienced um, every emotion when it comes to content, yes. from discontent to content. 
pure rage <laughs> pure rage anger i mean i think it's all seven stages of sort of grief really isn't it it's like anger yeah. denial <laughs> bargaining we've gone through all of them and mostly just on our weekly content planning meetings yeah yeah daisy why a, don't you start oh. off by just telling us a little bit sorry to cut across you know go on you go first okay. now. well i was just gonna say that i think the content planning meetings are a great place to start maybe you read my Explain. mind <laughs> Uh, and in fact, I read your mind. And, uh, mm -hmm. you know, why don't you just tell us a little bit about kind of before we get into the content planning meetings, why don't you just tell us a little bit about when you joined Outrageous, you know, seven, eight mm -hmm. months ago, how was content planning kind of working or more likely not working? <laughs> well, I mean, it depends in which way, because obviously you had your link, you still have and had your LinkedIn page which is um, a thing. doing quite well, yeah, because, you know, you have lots of different followers, connections and all of that. But then there was the outrageous um, company page and my LinkedIn page, which I guess you could include in that as still 100%. content, was uh, not as active, I don't think, mm -hmm. and wasn't as um, planned out and yeah it, it it i mean i can't really remember exactly what it looked like back then but i just know that i think it's you're doing well but like we've kind of moved it to a next level now i think it was scattergun daisy and what i admire <laughs> about you as a colleague is that you're prepared to basically sort of uh you know support my fragile ego through these discussions <laughs> And something I've learned so much from you about, you know, is about the importance of planning and about this this concept of sort of weekly themes, which is something that we're literally just kicking off in the mm -hmm. next in the next week. Why don't you just tell mm -hmm. me a little bit about kind of where you first got the idea for this? Yeah. So when I used to do when I used to um, produce and present radio shows, uh, particularly this would be like the breakfast shows I used to do um what was your breakfast show called uh I think it's literally just called blast radio breakfast or <laughs> something or it might Classic. have had another name I can't remember that just shows how much of an impact we had <laughs> the shocks through the airwaves were me um no but when we did that we we used to have uh, me and my friend Paulie used to have like um games that we would play every day uh every week and like every week or like it would be maybe be a different game at the beginning of each week and it's really important in sort of in the radio world to for people to be able to come and listen sort of at any point and know exactly what's going on within like the mm. first 30 seconds or whatever and I think in a way when you're looking at content it's a similar thing because we all know how algorithms work and um that they don't necessarily always show you stuff in a chronological order that you don't see the first thing someone posted then you scroll down and you see the rest it's sort of a bit like a bit here and a bit there mm -hmm. so uh I came up with the idea of themes is to kind of like incorporate all our posts that we're going to do throughout a week into one theme so that if you see one in one order and one in another it still will make sense as opposed to just like it randomly 
about everywhere. Um, and it kind of reminds yeah. me a bit of like walking into a supermarket. You kind of, mm. when you walk into there, you need to, you kind of always have a sense as to where the fruit and veg are going to be or where the cereals mm. are going to be mm. or where the alcohol is. And it's and it's that sort of mental clarity and that shortcut mm. that takes away a lot of that pressure from the listener Definitely. in the case of radio or the reader or the viewer in terms of social media as well. Because it's supposed to be something that they enjoy to an extent. So you don't want it to be like them, uh, especially when it came to radio, you don't want them to have to be like trying to work out like what the hell's going on. Um we and need more games on, on like the fuse though, Daisy. I'm saying yeah. that like yeah. we need to basically yeah. like develop our own sort of format for something. I don't know what it's going to be, but like sort <laughs> of uh, like you know, fine. Where is Badger today in the world of market <laughs> research? And then Badger is basically I don't know why I've just chosen the the, the the sort of image of a badger. Maybe because I've got <laughs> a wonderful picture of badgers that I got given for my thirtieth birthday. Don't ask about that story. It's got a lot of backstory that nobody okay. needs to know about. Okay. But like, where is Badger in the world today? And uh, yeah, it kind of. I guess another thing that we've been sort of exploring is fascinating what you say about themes. But then we've also started. Um, talking and it's something that that kind of I've learned from um Helen who's who's my you know partner wife um you know and who also very successful entrepreneur uh in her own right I should have actually led with that rather than basically <laughs> the other two I apologize for my internalized uh sort of patriarchy <laughs> the storms um, in and, and takes you off air <laughs> exactly like get this shit off the air like cancelled <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> And then we all, and then we ju it just sort of fades to black, and we're playing some sort of, uh, you <laughs> or know, like sort of... you know, on the TV, if they ever like lose signal, you get that like coloured screen, and it's just the like... test card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm so old, Daisy, that I remember that when the test card was on one of only four channels, and like six hours a day would be the test card, <laughs> and it had this really creepy little sort of like child with a with a sort of um with, with like a toy next to her and i yeah. really want us to find out for the next episode of like the few <laughs> whatever happened to the test card yeah. kid it could just be a classic buzzfeed article really couldn't it yeah you know, like uh, you'll never believe what happened to the test card kid 20 years on she I looks know. like this <laughs> I mean, seriously, and again, just back to back to my internalized <laughs> patriarchy. So again, folks, I'm sort of destroying my brand and our brand in, in one foul swoop. But we've also been sort of thinking a lot about sort of content pillars and kind of another mm -hmm. way that some people describe this is kind of like a pie chart. And really what it is, is it's four or five key areas mm -hmm. that kind of the organization is going to talk about and is going to try and become famous about and we i'm just having a look at it here we'll share this um online but basically we we have a theme around education we have a theme around activism we have a theme around entrepreneurship a theme around the lives of, of chief marketing officers and then a theme around sort of why us and kind of how are we using these themes daisy to sort mm -hmm. of um like structure our work and and, and the stuff mm -hmm. that we're putting out um i think it's about making sure that we don't like have too much of one topic and or too much of one category and, and not of another um because there's so many different aspects to outrageous and we want to make sure that we i think highlight those through the content that we put out and um you know we have different things that we focus on like our activist legal fund or uh interviewing for innovation and we want to talk about both of those, but it wouldn't necessarily make sense to do that in a 
in the same post, I don't think. Or do um, it 25 days in a row, which is what yeah. I wanted when, before <laughs> Daisy started. And they were like, uh, Patrick, you can't just spend 25 days saying how great you are. Need some external like social proof. Daisy didn't actually say this, but I'm just pretending no. to play both parts. Um, <laughs> but it's also about, uh, I think, like from what I've learned um, through lots of other people on LinkedIn and, you know, various courses and that is it's about being human as well. So you, like, you wouldn't just sort of stand and talk to someone and, and like talk about the same thing over and over again, like just repeat the same thing. Um, so I think, you know, it also helps to be a bit more. You have met me, Daisy. Human. Yeah. <laughs> Recurring I mean, revenue. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Recurring revenue and 300 year old brand culture, yeah. 300 year sort of, uh, you know, culture are the two hobby horses that I'm constantly talking <laughs> about. And you know what? It's interesting you should mention that. And, it's, and I'm genuinely sort of delighted you did, because I think so often when you're either working alone, like I did for, for, for a number of years, then start to bring on first and then subsequent mm. employees and you start to grow the network of a business like we're doing with Outrageous. It's so easy to basically just feel like you're in an echo chamber and like sort of you're, mm. you're, you're sort of trying to grab at every opportunity. You're like sort of yeah. at the all you can eat buffet. But actually, almost I've found the more we constrain ourselves um, in terms of what content we're going to talk about, the better it is. Yeah, because you're not like... Well, I know for me, like when I st like I said this to you earlier on, when I sit down to like start doing the content planning, and if there's too many ideas, you sort of just end up like spinning out, and because there's so many different things you can do, and you don't know what is like you think, oh, would this be better than this? Would this like like a pr um like encourage like these people to engage and stuff like this? So uh, there's so many different like questions, but if you actually sort of put it into different categories and like try and create like a balance of those categories or um and try and work out what you're actually trying to achieve through putting content uh whatever that may be like out into the world then yeah it kind of makes it a bit more streamlined and a bit more easier for you to kind of you can just go through and like pick out a few options i think definitely and I mean, I think just quick shout out to our amazing copywriter, Emma Cowdley. Hey, mm. Emma, Emma, person who com combines being an awesome writer, uh, basically being a drummer, a uh, thrash metal journalist. I probably described this wrong. It's probably a different form of, uh, <laughs> of metal that, that, that she's into. And basically uh, a, a student of the uh, witch and Wiccan uh, sort of uh, canon Again, massive shout out to her. She basically has helped as we're repositioning Outrageous to come up with a series of sort of um, values for Outrageous. And often mm. values are really fucking boring. They're like, we're passionate. We believe in teamwork. I mean, I sound like an insurance advert right now. <laughs> and in fact, there was an, a, a, a comedian that I saw and it was just like uh, he was basically pretending to do that sort of thing where you see an employee from the bank, like walking through a garden somewhere and saying like, and he was mm. Irish. He's like, we believe in in teamwork and then there was a sort of a message that came up underneath it that just said we've just sacked six thousand employees <laughs> and this sort of thing it was absolutely priceless i can find it i'll i'll share it but some of emma's um values that she has then sort of helped sort of draw like a blood out of stone out of mm. me and then with daisy's help and others in, in our team sort of to just sort of um finesse these 
I think are quite relevant to um, to um, sort of the creation of content. And I'm just going to focus on one, which is kind of one of the one of the uh, values that, that that we've come up with is that is outraged. And this might sound mm. like a really crazy thing, like we're just going to sit and be like really angry, like voice, <laughs> like finger pointing the whole time. Yeah. But, but what we basically say is you're looking at an insight agency willing to sit by and watch injustice happen. We tell it like it is, no tiptoeing around the powers that be, no pandering to the man. We're mad as hell. And instead of spouting off, we're going to be doing something about it. And Daisy, I think that comes back to the point you were making about the activist legal fund. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. It's like we, part of outrageous is the fact, you know, is what you just said that we won't stand for like the status quo and how, how things are and, and we have the Activist Legal Fund, um, which you can find out more about on the website if you want to. <laughs> um, and yeah, we're like proud to talk about it, but also people don't talk about it. And it like and other things like that, like you just, yeah, I think it's important to speak about it all. And it it has a place in content, even though some people on LinkedIn may disagree, but but yeah. fuck them. And yeah. B, I always find that that it's good. You know the value is good when it's actually painful to follow through on it, even, mm. uh, you know, at, at, at some times. I'm thinking about, you know, that, that value, for example, and some clients that we've had to turn down. Mm. And actually, they've been, they've been projects that we would have been really, really perfect for, but for lots of reasons that I won't go into, we've actually had to say no. And it's not like mm. we couldn't have really benefited the client from doing those projects, but actually it just wasn't the right fit. And I think, you know, it's easy to say, oh, well, we're going to basically turn down clients that don't fit with our values, but actually it's hard to do in practice. Yeah, definitely. Because you don't want to risk like burning bridges and stuff. And yeah, but it's, I think, we always say it's like super important to stick to like values and morals and, and policies and stuff that we believe in. Um, although as I've yeah. always, uh, although as, uh, as one of my favorite historical quotes goes, um, apparently Winston Churchill had sort of uh, annoyed someone. I, I probably got this slightly wrong here, but I'm dramatizing <laughs> for effect, Daisy. Um, and when asked, he just said, Madam, these are my principles. If you do not like them, I have others, which is one that I've always always liked yeah. but in today's world employees are expecting you to be consistent between what you say on a on a brochure or say mm -hmm. on a on an insta post or mm -hmm. what you say on tiktok with how your supply chain operates or who you actually choose to work with mm -hmm. you know um your clients are expecting it the media and social media will jump on any perceived disconnect between no, go on. You, you lead on. I was on, just Daisy. about to say that it's so. It's gonna. It's we're in a world that, and it's it has its benefits, has its you know negatives. That it you can do one wrong thing, and then instantly it's all over your social media, and like that's if you Google your name, it'll it'll come up, and it'd be quite difficult to come back from that. Um, Definitely, and I mean that's one of the reasons again why I've been so clear with actually saying you know what, I don't, I'm not going to pretend to be, you know, fake working class pretending that, you know, with an accent like mine, you know, and a surname like mine, that I'm somehow some sort of, you know, second generation, you know, whatever. It's just not the reality. I mean, I was born mm -hmm. into incredible privilege. 
and now you know proudly declare myself as a, as a class traitor because basically you know I could easily have spent my time really focusing in on just you know feathering my own nest but actually I genuinely genuinely believe and I think we genuinely believe and I'd love to hear your views on this Daisy that that insight research is a tool for for social justice you know oh definitely um because it you get to learn like who people are what they what they want what they need but also it means that you can like talk to the people that you wouldn't necessarily speak to before and just like the the most the most interesting part for me is the fact that you just kind of get to learn about different people's lives and also it makes you realize sort of makes you like check your privilege and makes you realize who you are and and like how different everyone's life is um around the the world i guess and as George Michael said before his untimely demise, you know, listen without pre- without prejudice, Daisy. You know, yeah, exactly. it was one of those <laughs> it was one of those pre-internet sort of album titles that actually has incredible resonance mm-hmm. and importance in the times in which we actually find ourselves. Mm-hmm. And before we finish, I just wanted to sort of do a, a quick sort of public s- uh, service announcement, if I may. Is that okay? Of course. Well, depends what it is. But... All right, fine. Yeah. It's- <laughs> It's about Amsterdam, so uh, okay, yeah. Amsterdam. <laughs> Don't worry, everyone. No, Daisy and I are coming to Amsterdam for the IIEX conference mm-hmm. in June 2022. Don't ask me what IIEX stands for. All we know that it's, it's something to do with market research, insight research, bringing together the global community of friends and um, sort of um, colleagues and collaborators and clients that we've come to know really since the pandemic and, and through the sort of power of LinkedIn. And it should be a really, really good um, sort of event. How are you feeling about it, Daisy? Uh, excitedly nervous, I think, if excitedly okay. is a word. It's, um, yeah, it'd be like my first ever at, like conference type thing like that. So, I, I, yeah. I don't know what to expect. I also think that's a good thing. Definitely. But again, you know, you wouldn't ex- expect us to be outrageous if, it, if we weren't trying to do things a little bit differently. So, mm-hmm. you know, we are just keen to just meet people for a cinnamon bun and for a coffee. Definitely. If you're coming to this, definitely cinnamon buns. Cinnamon <laughs> buns will be non-negotiable. We yeah. never ne- we never <laughs> negotiate without cinnamon buns isn't that true yes it's actually written in um, somewhere i think it's going to be in the new employee handbook it's going to be like <laughs> cinnamon buns non-negotiable cinnamon um, buns oat latte and some yeah whatever and, else and sort of uh and uh wiki repartee <laughs> commenting on the political situation in, in whatever country we currently find ourselves yeah but we do feel so lucky you know to have to have met so many people even though no one ever listens to this podcast like six people listening and if you're if you're still one of those six people hi again mom hi daisy's mom <laughs> uh and we'll, we'll come back to daisy's mom in a minute yeah. um, really really great that you're listening to us but we we genuinely don't see you know other people in the market research area as our competitors they are genuinely just collaborators mm. comrades in arms and friends and so if you're a client that's coming to IIEX maybe not an existing client of Outrageous yet or a client of Outrageous if you're a supplier who'd like to work with Outrageous 
if you're somebody who just is one of the six people who listens to this podcast, please get in touch because we would really, really love to uh, take you out for cinnamon bun and, uh, <laughs> and, and coffee. Yeah. Yeah. Daisy, is there anything else we need to cover off? Is there any other business or are we going to sort of, you know, wrap this up yeah. in the, in the style of, I could do some more war of the worlds if you'd like. <laughs> No one could have dreamed in the last days of the century that the earth was being watched by envious eyes. Do, do, do. Okay, sorry, too much. It's okay. Just, yeah. Do, do, do. Okay, sorry, I just can't stop. Like, literally, you're going to listen to this afterwards and you're going to be like, damn, that's a catchy riff. I hope I'm actually going, like damn, that. that's a catchy riff. <laughs> Imagine if you did say that. I think we might get that on, on the t shirt for IIEX. <laughs> Note to self, yeah. find out what I I E X stands I, I for. I suppose we could ask um, if we, people wanted outrageous merch, what kind of merch would they be interested in? Fuck yeah, let's make this happen. Yeah. So, folks, what are you thinking? A giant <laughs> oversized puzzle, a Jenga tower ready to collapse at any moment, Leaning Tower of Pisa style, a <laughs> uh, sort of mug with uh, um, mine and Daisy's faces on it. Yeah. Uh, uh, global hypercolor t-shirt i mean we've been regrets we've had a few i think so <laughs> do you think it's time we end this uh, i think on that note um, on that bombshell yeah. <laughs> good night <laughs> good night and if you have uh, enjoyed listening to light the fuse um mm. please leave us a comment in the uh in here on linkedin or give us a five star review or as always give us a one star review for notoriety is there still an option for zero stars I no can't i don't know actually i i doubt it but i don't know maybe maybe it's gonna is. be awkward when 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 one of my <laughs> siblings comes on and they're like one star I'm Patrick's <laughs> brother, and when I heard this catalogue of filth, I thought it was the most ridiculous podcast <laughs> I've ever fucking listened to. Uh, I can't unrecommend this highly enough. If this had minus numbers, I would definitely be giving it minus. <laughs> Shout out to my brothers. Hi guys, uh, love spending <laughs> the weekend with you. <laughs> and and you that... can just you can just follow um, this podcast on Spotify and on uh, Apple Podcast, Google Podcasts, wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, and what about you know when they would say and wherever you get your and wherever you get your good podcasts but i wonder if there's like a sort of evil like a dark web (laughs) (laughs) yeah the dark web for bad podcasts all right welcome to the podcast dark (laughs) web come and get come and get your come and get your band podcasts over here they're (laughs) lovely bit bit of light the fuse um yeah just like the fuse then um joe rogan's and literally just like open the <laughs> open the side of the jacket like here, yeah like, i like the fuse a little bit of uh, and it was just like yeah no right well uh yet again my weekly therapy session has been broadcast uh as i uh, gerald ratner style total the brand that daisy and i are intending to build and um let me give the penultimate goodbye 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 and good afternoon.